Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Love Talk Radio. Coming on and off. Recruiting Animal here on August 7th. August 7th, 2019. And you're listening to the Recruiting Animal Show. Okay? I'm not going to do an intro today. I just don't feel like it. Although I do have a topic. I'll save it for next week if I can remember what it is. Anyway, before I get going, as usual, I want to thank my sponsors PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software, HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. we got two guests today, Allison A. Cruz and Andrew Godomsky. What a couple, okay? And uh, she's been listening for years, never wanted to come on. He had a coaxer to come on with him. I don't know what's wrong, okay? Anyway, uh, Allison is the director of marketing at a big IT recruiting company. Her Twitter address is A-L-L-I-S-O-N-A-K-R-U-S-E. Allison A. Cruz with a K. Andy is an HR data analyst. Does that tell you anything? I don't think so. His Twitter is Andrew Gadomsky. Andrew, I'm going to assume you know how to spell that. G-A-D-O-M-S-K-I. Hey, you two. Welcome to the show. You know what? If I was younger, I would say, what's up? (laughs) What's up? Every video says, what's up? Hey, what's up? I'm not going to say that. What are you guys going to say? I want to know where Jerry Jerry is because we got to do the recruiting animal show kickoff. Where's it at? Uh, he's at the he's in Florida. <laughs> he's in Florida. He doesn't even tell. A part of me, you know, these two are. I don't want to say knuckleheads. They are calling on the same phone and they're using a speakerphone. Can't you just uh, use the handset and pass it from one to the other? Would that be okay? Would that be okay? So I can hear Allison. We 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 can we can do that. We can yeah. We can pass between one and the other. And so the, the okay, question good. I have for you, the, but I but I want to hear. This is the recruiting animal show. Where is that? We we, we okay, get two hold guests. On. We deserve oh, we deserve okay. the same treatment. Yeah. I thought people would like a little different. Uh, it's not always the same. Okay, Jerry Jerry. The recruiting animal. Now, okay, enough with the intros, okay? Name dropping. You know, last week the guest, uh, he went to school with Drake here in Toronto. Uh, do you guys know anybody famous? 
Andrew, Andy, do you know anyone who's famous personally? Not, no. That's not, a no. Not really. That's a not, no. not, not like I no. could call him up and like ask a favor. No. Uh, okay. What about what about what about Allison? You know any famous people? You know any famous people? Yeah, I know you. Well, I just okay. met you kind of like that, for the first time. That's but a no. You. Okay, success tips. I got this new section, success tips. I'm going to run through them quickly with each of you, okay? Uh, what time did you go to bed last night, Allison? Um, 10.30. 10.30? When 11. did you get up? Oh, oh you can hear me too? Okay, it's 11, 11 o'clock for Andrew. That's, we've, that's not yes, like a success tip. Yes, we've got our tip. head pressed together over this phone just so we can share the same <laughs> okay. phone written when, on this phone. I can hear you. I can hear you. It's working. Good. When, uh, when, did, when did you get up, Allison? I got up at 6 this morning. Is that your usual time? No, no, but I I, I uh, did a keynote this morning, so I had to like wake up and have my coffee and kind of get What's your usual going. time? We're talking about success tips. People want to take this stuff away and imitate whatever you do. Okay, <laughs> what time do you usually wake up? Six thirty. Okay, uh, uh, Andy. What's your usual time you wake up? You know, I, I always try to get up at least an hour before sunrise. So this was an early day because we're in the shank. We're, we're it's summertime, so around five thirty that alarm went off. 5.30, okay. Uh, and do you meditate? Why do you get up so early? Just kind of get my day going and, you know, I just well, kind of plan meditate? out the day. No meditation? You don't meditate? I do not meditate. Unless you count coffee. Like, I literally sit and enjoy a cup no. of coffee. Hey, enough humor. i got to get the show the on the road. Okay, forget this section. Okay, I just got to know something, though. Allison's got this very cute, uh, coquettish picture she uses on Twitter She's got false eyelashes, and she's winking at me, and I like it, quite frankly. But she doesn't use that on LinkedIn. I'm wondering what's going on there. Is that, like, inappropriate for business in the Me Too era? What's what's happening there? Well, I probably could use it on LinkedIn, but I also train people at my company on their LinkedIn profiles. And so I figure, like, if I did that, I might be leading with the wrong example. And so – I could if I really wanted to, but that's It's why. too girly? Is it too girly? Is that the problem? You know, it's girly, and I got the big glowing lightsaber, and, you know, I don't want to send the wrong message on LinkedIn. Okay, okay. Social media, okay. Amy Miller says recruiters don't need to be on social media at all, okay? Joe Mulling says individuals, he means candidates, people out there, are trust or potential candidates are trusting their career moves to those search firms that are sharing content that demonstrates that they know the markets. You know, if uh, he always says there's no cold calls if they've seen you a million times on social media. Allison, who's right, Amy or Joe? Um, I probably agree with Joe more, but um, I know that Amy is a successful recruiter, so whatever she's looking for her, so I uh-huh. think that's fine. No answer. Even though social media is your primary job, am I right about that? <laughs> yes, but I also respect Amy, and she's a friend, so I'm not going to knock okay. her approach. No, no, to I don't either. care that she's a friend. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned her name, so you'd be honest, okay? But you're yes. saying that your primary job is not that important, right? Hey, yeah, so what? <laughs> I don't social know why media, who cares? Along, I know, I know. I really shouldn't Andrew, have a Andrew, job anymore. I'll get you off the spot. Andrew, do you have a comment on that? I know you guys, uh, you're paired together here, but you've got completely different jobs. Andrew has a comment, though, about everything, don't you? What about social media for recruiters? Necessary or 
optional. I think it's absolutely necessary. It just makes the job easier. People who know your brand, if you call them, if you tweet them, if you snap at them, if they heard of you before, they're probably a little bit more open to talk to you. And if they don't like your brand, then you know what? They're probably not going to work for you anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what kind of uh, posting should you be using then, and where should you be putting them? On LinkedIn exclusively or primarily? So it starts with getting to know your target candidates and Look where they're talking. living. Look who's talking. The person who said it's not important. I was asking him. He gave an enthusiastic answer, Okay. You're, you're out on this one. You're media. out. He's in. What? He's in. All right. He made his vote for social answer, media. But, <laughs> he might not answer it as good as I would, but here he is. <laughs> if if you're gonna if you're gonna post and if you're gonna have a content strategy, let's just assume that you're probably gonna use the four main uh, social media platforms: LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter you're not going to go ahead and do the exact same post on every channel at the exact same time assuming that everybody who sees those audience who's in those audiences are the same that's ridiculous and wrong and I'm tired of people saying stuff like that use okay a i like plan. that spirit okay but what should be in the content Andy, what 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 should they be putting there? Uh, something about the industry that they're doing, or career tips, or uh, you know, five five things you have to know before you interview. What, what should it be? Yes, all of those things. The, the easiest thing to do is you have four posts that go out that talk about your brand, or your people, or your products, or how to help get a job or something interesting to your audience, and the fifth one is an ask. Tell us how you feel about – the ask can be, hey, we're looking for someone for this type of job. Do you know somebody? Or, hey, um, we're, we're taking a survey on how people feel about this. Can you help us? But it's, it's, it's four gives and one ask. And then do that on the platforms. Uh-huh. Okay, but what about those four gives? Are they personally written, or are they just curating what you know some career counselor has uh, posted on- online? Is it personal, written by you, or is it just you know putting a link up there, which I think is dumb? Go ahead. Can I answer this one, or do you still want Andrew? I, I was going to give you a chance. I, I like you, okay? I wouldn't <laughs> shut you out. I was just mad because you wouldn't give me a straight answer before. But I want Andrew to finish off. Let him. He's, he's smart. He's a smart guy. I want to hear what he's got to say. You'll be back in a second. <laughs> okay. You, you, you do want a mix, right? So you want a mix, you know, but you're – Look, don't use stock photography, you know, make it – all these messages should be authentic, but they should show the range of your business. So if your business has got a lot of personality and you do a lot of celebrations, take photos of that, talk about that, expose that. But just as a business might have all the celebrating, they probably have serious research or serious engineering. Show that too. Because you don't know what your audience is going to react to until you put it out and then see them react to it. So you got to have a broad, a broad brushstroke of different okay, types and of the, messages. You, the, you're, judging, you're judging the success, what, by comments and likes? 
you can judge the success by, but by reaction, right? So if they like it or if they go ahead and engage with it, meaning that was a great post, they can make a comment, or if they share it, right? Those are very easy things to pick up and measure using a variety of tools. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, but one more thing. You, you say you're talking now from the point of view of a corporate recruiter. A guy like Joe Mullings is a uh, – uh, uh, an agency recruiter, uh, what should they be putting out there? They're not going to be put out. They don't have a research department or anything like that that they're going to be, or engineering department. That What should they be putting out there? Let's assume that the, recru- the, that the agency probably doesn't always work in a confidential manner, right? Their own website and their own their own platforms that they communicate on probably need to have their own brand, that say this is how this is how we do our work these are the clients that we work with this is what our team does this is how we take care of candidates this is how we assess you this is the results of of our work all of that needs to be out there if you're an executive search firm or you're an agency and you're not talking about your own success and your own team members and how you train and how you give them money and how you get raises and how you help create you know, a good well-being for your employees. You are missing the point of social. Hold on, media. are you? You mean you're going to be telling uh, your the potential candidates and clients how you how you pay your 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 recruiters? Are you kidding me? Well, okay. Well, you, I didn't say take your compensation plan and publicize it, animal. What I'm saying is, here's a person who's been with our business for five years. They started as a recruiter. They worked themselves up to a recruiting manager. They now go ahead and work with our clients on creating, you know, you know, you know, drafting out new plans about executives that they're going to hire. Tell that story if you're an agency. Because if you want more clients, you better tell them how you differentiate yourself, right? Why are you but great is, is there at any basis? Uh, is there any basis for differentiation? Is there, they're all the same. Every agency is the same, aren't they? No, the candidates are all the same. The candidates are the the, the 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 candidate the candidates, you know. If I call Allison and I'm working at Agency One and I'm working for, you know, Company A, you know, the difference between her coming to Company A or not is not necessarily the company. It's me. It's me, the recruiter. It's at the agency and say, hey, I know you might have been burned by other agencies in the past, or maybe you've never worked with a recruiter before. Let me educate you and tell you why this is going to be great. And if you can't put okay. that in your so, social threads, uh-huh, you're missing uh-huh. it. Okay. No, I like what you just said. Okay. Now, put, put on Sister Allison, okay? I know she's dying to tell me something. After all these years, she's finally coming forward. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? You, you said you got something better to say than he does. Go ahead. Now you're in the spotlight. Oh, that's great. Okay, so with the with marketing um, at an agency, basically we've got two different audiences that we need to address. Our B2B side, which are like potential clients or current clients of the staffing firm. But then we've got the B2C side, which is candidates and consultants. They yeah. have different questions. They have different needs, different content's going to work. So it really is two separate strategies. And then like Andrew is said, it? you just Hold on. measure is it. it? So well, yeah. wait a second. Does it have to see if if you were both on separate phones? I know I'm just I, I'm going off in a fantasy, 
they're in a hotel room together. Okay, nothing bad. Uh, using using one phone. Okay, <laughs> they're using one phone and they wanted to be on the speakerphone. Maybe it'll work. Uh, I would like. Maybe we'll try it after I'm finished with you, so you can both talk at the same time. But okay, but I'll come. I will just focus on you for a minute. I'm bad at juggling more than one guest. So you're saying that the the client uh, message and the candidate message has to be different. Why? Uh, don't they both want to see how you work and, and who you work with? The, the clients will see that you're working with the, the candidates and vice versa. Why do they have to be separate? Some of the content will be the same, but some will be separate because they need different things. They're coming, you know, to your firm with different needs. One wants a job and one wants talent. You know, one wants hires for their team. So they have different needs. So that the content that's going to address those needs, they're different needs, so it's different content. But, Example! Uh, con- okay. I shout, you know, I shouldn't have to ask. Give me some examples. Okay. Okay, so here, here's content that would work well for both parties, and then I can talk about content that has to be separate. So for an example, if we were to uh, share feedback that we got on Glassdoor about how well we're treating our people, our clients are going to be interested in that because if they're looking for a differentiator and why is firm A different than firm B, maybe firm A does treat employees better. Maybe we provide more training, provide a better experience, and we have happier employees. What employer doesn't want happier employees, right? And so some of that messaging that we would have also appeals to the candidates, too, because they want to work for an employer that provides training, provides growth, and people are happy. So Okay, let me ask you something. Hold on a second. Wait a second. You and Andrew are on the same page with this. Maybe I should leave this. Uh, Is there any proof that you have that this messaging works, that that people – uh, by the time your recruiter talks to them, they're in love with you or they feel like they know you, right? And also, he's talking about being personal. He said if he calls you, he wants you to know who he is in advance. Are you being personal for these companies or are, you, like, are, are your recruiters personalities in your social media or is it just about my co- our company is, is well-loved by our employees, something you know, non-personal? Yeah, so it's it's a combination of both. So, like, we are encouraging our recruiters to um, be active on social media with what is important to them and to share their stories. We are also suggesting content for them to share if they would like to, and it's always optional. So those branded messages um, that we might share from our, our corporate social media accounts, we are – we are editing those so that they're coming from like a first person from an employee and giving it to them. And the reason why we do that is because, you know, we've heard time and time again that peers trust peers over brands. And so the same exact message that is posted by our marketing team when shared by an employee is going to be trusted more. It'll resonate more with our target audience, which in this case, yeah, but how um, do you get the employee to share it? Uh, Yeah. I wouldn't trust an employee because, I know they're in an awkward position. What are they going to say? No, I'm not going to share your content, boss. Sure. Yeah, they can say no. They don't. Yeah, we with, with giving them content, it's never mandatory. They can share it if they want to. So, where one of the ways that I'm measuring success of the content is people want to share. They're excited to share. In fact, they even ask me for content. Like, oh, you know, we heard that we just won. Are this you kidding me? Hold on. I don't no. believe that. I don't believe you. Animal, animal, look. 
That's one of the okay, better hold ways. Hold on, to wait a sec. Okay, wait a second. You guys both go, go back on the uh, on the speakerphone. I want to talk to you at the same time. Go ahead. Okay, we're, can you hear us now? Yeah, but lean in a bit, okay? Can you hear me now? Even though you're not a girl, lean in. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. That was good. Oh, yeah, that was some bias. Yeah, yeah hold seriously. on a second. Let, him t- let Andrew talk, and then somebody else will come on. Go ahead. Finish off, Andrew. What do you want to say? So, so okay, so when you have a content, when you have a content, uh, you have an outbound strategy where you're, you're set, you're, where a group of people like recruiters or the employment branding team or HR is creating messages and then pushing that to employees and then saying, we're not asking, you know, we're offering that you should send messages like this to your own audiences. You don't have to do it. We're not tracking whether or not you do or don't do it as part of your bonus or so part of your performance. But what ends up happening is when you actually see your employees then sharing messages like that or taking uh-huh. that message and making it their own. How do you see it if you're not tracking it? How do you see it if you're not tracking uh, it? You, you, you would know whether or not they pushed it. What I'm saying is you don't measure someone's performance as an employee whether or not they do it. But when uh-huh. you find out that people have been doing it, they're obviously agreeing with the message because they're sending yeah. a personal message to their personal network. Uh huh. You're not okay. animal. You're not going to go ahead and say, "Hey, I noticed that you didn't send out that message." Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't track employees like your big brother. I got to tell you, know, you if you're the director the of marketing, if you're the director of marketing, like Allison A. Cruz, okay, I don't know if I said that. She's got a big title, and you see that one of the employees is pumping out everything you're giving him or her. Man, you're gonna like that person. <laughs> That's gonna be. You're gonna have a special affection for that person, and for the people who don't put it out, you know, you have to be. Uh, you're not gonna like them as much. That's my opinion. Did someone else yeah, want to say something? Gonna, okay. Yeah. So she's the head of marketing, but I'm an analyst. I would never present the data back to a customer that way. I would say, here's a group like your operations group. Here's how they're sharing versus the 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 supply chain group and and then the question is okay why aren't our messages resonating with this part of the population but over here they are resonating that's the sharper question animal people try to measure performance the wrong way all the time because they don't know how to do it you just got to learn how to do okay, it correctly but wait a second you are the data guy and so oh, i asked allison a minute ago how do, are, are these? Is this content working for you? How is it working? Do you, and do you measure that? How do you know this content? This content strategy is working. Yeah, we have an analytics team, and they're measuring content performance daily. And so every month we get together for an hour and a half and discuss um, content categories and how they're performing with certain audiences and on. Yeah, but hold channel. on. If it's Joe Mullings, then he'll have the CEO of some uh, surgical technology company call them up and say, you know, I've been reading your stuff on LinkedIn for the last six months. I want you to do some searches for me. Or some candidate, uh, someone who wasn't a candidate says, you know, I read you guys regularly. Uh, You know, thanks for calling me. I'm happy to talk to you. Or or they'll call them. So that's very personal. How do you know, like, what are you measuring in, in terms to know that this stuff is effective? 
So, well, we're measuring the performance of the content itself. So if it's getting shared, that is a key indicator that the content is resonating and it's working. If it's not getting shared, it's not getting clicks, it's not getting likes, all of the stuff that Andrew mentioned, then it's a dud. You know, it's not going to work. Hold on. And people share this stuff? People share company info, company, company marketing messages? They share that? Yeah, of course. Of course. In fact, if we run a campaign, if we have a digital campaign on something, the top source of page traffic is coming from our employees when they share the content. That's why we package it up in user-friendly templates and send it to them twice a week. And then they can, they can choose to share it or not. Yeah, okay, I mean, but no, no, I mean – Will you know if if somebody else who's not an employee will you know if that that item has been shared? Are are people sharing, you know, information about you know Goodyear or whatever uh, company you know is doing a social media marketing employment campaign? Go ahead, Andrew. You want to say something? You'll you'll know some of that information depending on how it's shared, yeah. right? So you know, and we're not doing a data analytics consortium here, but but there are tools that will say, was this post shared from our net, from our platform out, right? Now, we may not, you might know where it's shared to, depending on how it's shared and what the platform is. But that's why you go ahead and you do things like you make part of your content lead to calls to action, right? So you're talking about how, you know, Joe, the agency recruiter, gets a lead, right, on, hey, I follow your stuff, and, and I, and I want to give you a search. You know what? If you're doing this right, you actually know that that prospect is following your page, and maybe they clicked on a call to action that said, hey, why don't you download this, like, blog post that we have that gives you insight on X, Y, Z. Now I know and that. How do you know that? How do you how do you because know that from a pixel or something like that? Because you, you you know you, you what? get because what ends up happening is is that link leads them to a call to action page where you go ahead and say oh give me your email I'll go ahead and I'll give you this this document that you can read that only special okay. people get to read. And that's how okay. you can tie content to revenue generation. That's how you can tie content to revenue because it's. It's new for, you know, for a staffing firm, it might be new starts, so that's revenue. It might be a new client, that's revenue. Okay. Did somebody, on, did one of the callers on the show, somebody on the show wanted to say something about 10 minutes ago, and I said I'd get you, and I didn't? Somebody want to say something? No? Okay. Sorry. I thought somebody, uh, somebody, somebody said something. Hey, i got to do an ad. I'm so excited to hear what you say. But what you're saying... What you're saying is that people, uh, third-party recruiters included, or not just corporate recruiters, you agree with Joe. They should be putting their stuff out there, and it's going to pay off for them. That's what you guys are saying. I'll come back to get your answer to that in a second. Hey, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. I saw superstar recruiter Amy Miller. See, she says she doesn't need social media but she's on social media all the time as a recruiter. Everybody knows her. Everybody respects her. Everybody loves her. At least that's what it looks like to me, right? And you know what sourcing tool she uses? Hire tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. She says she chooses hire tool hands down over every other sourcing tool, and some of them she's actually measured. 
She's put the two together. She's tested them. Hire Tool comes out on top for her all the time. So you check it out at H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. They've got a free Chrome extension to find email addresses for business, for home, for cell phones, for work phones. Check it out. Thank you. Hey, back to, uh, you know what, let me shift topics a bit. What about... um, what about programmatic advertising for recruiters? You go to the website and the recruiter follows, follows you around for the rest of the day until you clean your uh, uh, history or, or cash. Do, do you guys support that? Programmatic advertising? That was the for worst recruiters? definition of programmatic advertising I have heard in my career. Can you read a white paper? Oh, my God. I, I don't even like the term white paper, and I gave the best down to earth explanation of what a, a, a programmatic ad is. You go to the person's website and you can't get rid of them. They're looking at you from the margin of every article you read on every other website, okay? Well, that's what retargeting is all about. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so the question you, is, should you do it? That's the question, right? Should you do it? Yeah, yes. right? Should you do it? Okay. I think you should do it, and I think you should do it probably for – you should do it in areas where you tend to have volume, where you have very good – you have an indicator that Internet traffic uh, tends to reveal uh, not only applicants, but also interviews or qualified uh, applicants. And so, you know, and you could be a very large business. Right. You could be, you know, you know, hiring thousands of people. And what you're really doing is you're processing probably hundreds of thousands or millions of applicants doing that smartly and targeting people who, you know, are going to react to your ads actually reduces the number of applicants that you have that are unqualified. That's why you use programmatic advertising. It makes, it's a smarter way to find people who appreciate your brand and what you're putting out in the market. Yeah, you know what? I mean, like, let me return your compliment. I don't understand whatever anything you just said for the last two or three minutes that you've been talking. What I want to know is, are people going to get pissed off at you? I, I was, uh, I, I, we had David Stephen uh, Patterson, a very good guest, uh, on the show a few weeks ago. So I listened to his webinar in order to prepare for the show. And uh, for the rest of that week, he was there with me wherever I went. I was shocked. I mean, because I'd never seen a recruiter follow me around before. Usually it's uh, shoes or, uh, you know, whatever I've been, you know, thinking about buying. I'd never seen a recruiter do that. And I asked myself right away, would this pester somebody? They came to my website, <laughs> and there I am chasing them. Uh, are they going to like that, or are they going to feel harassed? Obviously, you, you think it's okay, both of you, right? Yeah, I mean, I I would think it's kind of flattering, you know, if a recruiter is following me around, just showing some effort. I don't I don't mind it. I'm used to that. I mean, I'm we're used to getting served up ads all day long, you know. It wouldn't alarm me. Right. I mean, ten years ago, maybe what you would have you would have this. I don't like how this feels. Now the question is is whether or not that repeating ad actually resonates, right? Because I can always I can always hit ignore, right? Or or my my eyes will ignore it over time. But if you hit somebody up three or four times and the messaging starts to work, maybe you get a conversion. Maybe you get a search, right? I mean, only one way only way to know is to try, animal. 
Uh-huh. And well, how would you recommend, let's say, a smaller agency uh, getting into programmatic advertising? Oh, there's a there's there's a number of of you know marketing agencies that do this for a living. Uh, programmatic is almost a standard uh, option. I mean, localized. Believe it or not, you could probably call into your local radio station, and they actually will give you not audio, not just audio. They have programmatic advertising as usually a standard solution on the internet. And so that's an uh-huh. easy so there's one. So uh, there's no do down and dirty cheap way. There's no cheap way to, to to do it yourself. Is that what you're saying? You no, because it's programmatic, right? It's 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 a set of algorithms that automatically sequence. So you should not try it on your own. There are there's technology that you can buy, but then that technology takes a lot of work. So I would just, okay. I would probably outsource it. Yeah. How much do you think it's going to cost for, uh, let's say you've got five people in the agency. How much would it cost? More than $4. <laughs> okay. Non-answer. Non-answer. You know, I, I thought Allison was, I thought you were going to come on and ask me to sing or something like that, which, you know, I, well, you haven't done on this show for a very long time. Anyway, oh, okay. Can you sing for me? Uh, uh, let me think. Now I can't think of anything. Okay, maybe if you were following me around, winking at me like from that Twitter picture, maybe I would. I would <laughs> think. Okay, okay. What's good onboarding swag? When someone joins a company, what should they find on their desk? A fruit basket? Oh, got any ideas? I have an idea. How about a reusable mug so they don't use styrofoam because it's good for the earth and maybe you got some branding on there like a hashtag, you know, but like a a, a tumbler, like one of those um stainless steel tumblers would be great. That's gotta it. be a good that's one. pretty cheap. Isn't that low that's a little low rent, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's swag it or a webcam it, cover. Those are really good too. It depends on okay, the Okay, well piece of tape piece of tape don't all webcams go oh, if you're on a laptop yeah you, you need to piece, put a piece of tape on it okay anything a- andrew got a suggestion onboarding swag something that, anything that educates that new employee on something they didn't know about the company i don't care what it is like you could you could have you could have like a pet appreciation day as an example right i guarantee you unless you've got an awesome employment branding person that that new employee doesn't know that you had that. So then include like like a cool like postcard that says, "Hey, pet appreciation day is coming up in two months. Take a snap of your uh-huh. uh, of your dog." And then when they when they see that, they're like, "This is a cool thing about the culture that I didn't know." So that there uh-huh. should always be something like that in an onboarding package to educate uh-huh. them on the culture. Okay, you know I like that I like that idea, but the mug. First, give me something personal, okay? That's mine. That's fine. Okay, well, you guys weren't that inventive, but okay, those are two good ideas. Okay, here's something. You do There's it a guy. The person I... joins. Pardon me. What? Who's that? You should do. You should, Alan. Alan, go ahead. An additional benefit is send them the swag before their first day. Oh, oh you, like not that, on their Alan. desk. I love that. No, no, no. Have some of it on the desk, absolutely, but send them something beforehand that arrives at home. Uh-huh. Yeah. At, at Alan, uh, Alan, since, since you're here and, you know, I, nobody uh, commented, I, I don't know if I was boring this, I, I like that stuff about these, these guys are social media experts. You know, she puts it out, 
and he counts it, okay? I, I, what do you think about what they said? I mean, the, they're totally in the Joe Mullings camp, okay? What do you think about that? Any like opinion? You want to like say anything? Do it. One of the, only, the only opinion I have is a couple – I logged on a little late, but a few minutes ago, she, um, I think Andrew was talking about how you know, how you know, or they were talking, how you know it's being – your company's using it, especially at an agency. You can't yeah. – you can tell by the numbers to some degree, but the other way you know is you just know because you see your people and how they act and share and talk and work with each other. I was at an agency where, prior to social media, where we just shared everything, and another agency didn't share a thing. You can just tell at the agency. If you just sit there, walk around for about an hour, you can see how it works. Oh, you mean inside the company it benefits the people, the recruiters working there, they're happier? Is that what yes. you're saying? Oh, God, Why? yes. And if you give, Why are they happier? Because, look, if I have the tools and I have the team that shares and helps each other out and trades and helps out, I ha- everybody helps each other out with their clients. Yeah, and I think you're talking about something else. Hey, you're on another topic. Okay, sorry. sorry. But I like what you just said. I like what you said. But that's sharing recruiting stuff on recruiting groups. We're talking about, okay. you know, promoting yourself to, to companies. Okay. You know what? what Mullins does. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh, Allison A. Cruz, are you there still? Yep. Allison, you know, you had an interview uh, on Drive Through HR, I don't know, three, five years ago. It's one of the best interviews I've heard on a podcast. It was about failing. You remember that one? Wow, yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. You you never came on this show, but you went on their show and told them about everything you'd ever done wrong in your life, okay? I was very yeah, impressed. Was I wouldn't have been that that honest. Okay. Do you, is there any message that you've got for uh people about failing? Like <laughs> do you want to tell us anything since since you were so good at it? You say you talked to your your I remember you saying you talked to your staff about failing all the time. Do you? Is that still true or was it ever? Yeah, I well, no, I expect my employees to fail because if they're not failing, they're not being innovative and pushing boundaries and you know, it's 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 important to experiment, you know? And and uh when things go wrong, that's great. That's a learning experience and we move on. How do you tell them that? Well, um if they make a mistake, it's important to me that, you know, that we own it first. You know, that we own it, that we're not trying to make excuses. We just say, "Yeah, you know what? I screwed up." Then we talk through it together, you know, and I've I've built up trust with, you know, my team where we can talk through that mistake. What happened? Okay, great. How can we avoid that going forward? You know, it's just No, a, no, it's there's just something. Oh, wait a second. There's a difference. Wait a second. There's a difference from making a mistake like a typographical error and try and conducting an experiment that doesn't work those are two different things right and i'm not yeah. sure what you're what you're saying uh, i a uh, failing is is so like i'm not sure what do you, what are you talking about which one are you talking about here goofing up or just you know uh experimenting they're two different things entirely i got a feeling this is going nowhere <laughs> let's they move are. on <laughs> okay. let's move but on you're right they are two different things yes i agree Okay, but that was a great interview. Okay, I encourage anybody to go and find it and listen. They won't find it. Okay, uh, video job ads. Okay, since we're on the social media, uh, I'd like to continue talking about that. So should recruiters recruiters uh, have themselves in videos talking and you know, post, post them on uh, LinkedIn talking to potential candidates and clients? Sure. Absolutely. 
Yeah, why not? It's much better than those I'm hiring junk that, you know, so many recruiters resort to. You know, this this requires more effort. It, it delivers a personal touch. Why not? Do you do that? Do you, do you guys do that? Yeah, we do. Yep. Okay. Get the hiring manager uh-huh. there, too. Yeah. Hiring manager is ideal. Yeah, I would. I mean, I think like a video featuring a hiring manager talking about his or her role um, probably is going to be more powerful than a recruiter. But that we can't always do that, you know. Especially with yeah. staffing firms, you can't always interview the hiring manager. But I agree, like that's ideal. Okay, but there's a couple of things there. First of all, with the recruiter, especially if you're an agency, but even a, I know you guys think uh, in terms of corporate corporations, it seems more. But uh, you want the you want you want you want the uh, the candidate market to get to like the recruiters, so they can actually feel like they they can put themselves forward, and they'll maybe have someone to enjoy talking to. Isn't that uh, a, a part of the strategy? Well, yeah, that is, and that's why, you know, giving them content that's not a job posting and trying to follow that ratio of one to five is important because if, you know, a recruiter is just posting job after job, that if the person's not interested in that job, they're of no use, that they're not providing any value to that candidate, they're not building a relationship, they're not building up trust or credibility because it's just posting job after job after job. So if they kind of follow that one to five ratio where they're sharing five other um, high-quality pieces of content that are not job postings, then they're in a better position to be seen as a resource, you know, to candidates. Okay. Animal? And so the video – sorry, go ahead, somebody. somebody. You that mark, mark, that on, mark that on your recording. That is a huge – that's a huge secret that she's so right on. Okay. Who's this? Alan. Jesus, don't Alan, you remember Alan, I wasn't sure, still? okay. The guy contributes like you're on a, a phone and you don't know his voice show, listening and, right. and, and participating, and all I keep getting regularly, and now I get, who's this? Who's this? Jesus. Okay, Aww. hold on. You're not on your regular phone, okay? I, I have guests and callers who don't know enough how to communicate uh, on uh, the Internet, okay? That, it's, uh, <laughs> it's my curse. It's my curse, okay? But <laughs> I'm not. I'm happy to have you here. I just I, sometimes it makes it hard for me to figure out who's talking. Andrew's also a man. He sounded a bit like you. Okay, you know you want to go after me for it. You want to come after me for it? That's fine. Okay. No, I'm you, giving, I'm giving you. You joined that. in late. We we had a big yes. speech about that four to four to one. Uh, a- Andrew delivered it. He talked about that yeah. earlier. It's, it's kind of like uh, they recommend what is it? Ten compliments to one negative comment if you're married. There's a, oh, a ratio. Like of, there's a ratio. John Gottesman. It's very famous. Just look it up afterwards. Okay. Okay. So I thought you were kind of iffy on that, uh, Allison, about the videos for recruiters. Say, hi, my name's Allison. I'm a recruiter at this company, and this is what the, I do. And you know, you're gonna love talking to me. This is for instance one of the jobs I'm working on right now. So you know, if you're in our business, it doesn't matter if you're looking at the present time. You just want to get to know me. Somebody who might be useful in the long term. Give me a buzz or send me an email at this address. Do you think that would be? Yeah. Well, I would, I'm not iffy on the idea. I'm just saying, like, not every recruiter is going to be comfortable doing that. And so I want recruiters to just express themselves, be themselves. Um, if video is not their venue, you know, or, or sorry, their vehicle of choice, that's fine. You know, I'm not, I don't want to be okay. pressuring Hold recruiters. Hold on. How can, how can someone be a recruiter who isn't comfortable talking to people? 
Is that what you're well, saying? Some recruiters are not comfortable getting in front of people and talking to them? But no, introducing but themselves? May not be. Here's the thing. But when, when you do a video message or you really do any message, you shouldn't be talking about yourself. You should be talking to the audience about them. This is not about – this isn't a recruiter who takes a selfie, a video, and then says, this is why I'm great. This is why you. This is why all people should talk to me. What a what a recruiter should do, agency, corporate, staffing doesn't matter. Is offer advice, offer insight on what the audience can do to help themselves and communicate with the recruiter. There's all kinds of tips and tricks and and and, and advice that recruiters can say. This is what you can do to help yourself, and then. If you like what I had to say, maybe you'll like talking to me about a job. Great. Do that. But don't talk about yourself. It sounds great. Hold on. I like your enthusiasm. You sold me, but I still don't know what you're talking about. Can you fill it in with some examples? How about an analogy? You got one? No, no, no. I want him. I want him. He delivered a good message. He sold me. I got my tongue hanging out. Yeah, I want to do that. Talk to them. What am I going to say to them? What am I saying to them? What are all these great tips that I'm giving them? Okay, great. So I'm going to pretend that I'm going to do a video. uh, We'll do it for one minute. A one-minute video ad. Ready? Here we go. Hi, yep. I'm Andrew yep. Godomsky with Aspen. Hi, I'm Andrew Godomsky with Aspen Analytics, and I'm going to tell you how you can go ahead and nail that interview. Here are five things that you can do to get yourself prepped. One, go to the website, understand the products, understand whether or not there's anything with the people that you're meeting that have been published on their website. Two, go to all their go to all their platforms. Look for the people that you're interviewing with. Have they been highlighted? Did they write anything? Have they done any interesting research? Three, be prepared. Get prepped. Think about the questions that they would have to ask, that they might be asking you, and practice. Do it in the mirror. Do it in the car. Do it with your spouse. Talk to your kid. Talk to your dog. But don't make the first thing, the first time you talk about yourself, be in that room. Do a little bit of practice. Listen to yourself and put your best foot forward. That's how you nail the interview. Uh, you're very good. Hey, you know, Allison, isn't he? He's good. That's much better than reading, you know, five things you should remember in an interview. I love it. Okay. I wish I was, was filming terrific. him just now. I would have posted it all over social media. <laughs> okay. I have to do some ads. The show's going so fast. I mean, uh, you know, you guys were right about the speakerphone and, I was wrong. I'll admit it. I should have had you both on. Oh, 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 no, the sound. I'm not. I'm not saying. No, no. I'm not saying the sound is good. It isn't. You should know better. But, but the fact of having you both on at the same time is a lot of fun. Okay. Hey, everybody. Recruiting animal here for PC Recruiter. Our good friend Nick Mazur. M A Z U R. Check him out. He's a real person. He said on Facebook, we use PC Recruiter, and we love it. You know, he says, I've demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust set of features. Other products do one or two things better, I admit. But overall, I think PC Recruiter's got the most features. We do multiple industries and four different types of searches and it is very versatile. Please, please check it out at PC 
Recruiter.net. Was I as good as Andrew Godomsky? We'll see. Next ad. Hey, Recruiting Animal here for Honit, H-O-N-E-I-T. Honit is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips. You know why? Because that helps the hiring manager hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, man, that delivers a ton of info you just can't get from a resume. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of that sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. Okay, now you just brought something to mind that somebody said before, I think, a hiring manager might not be as good as Andrew Kodomsky. He or she might be fairly wooden. And you don't really want that, do you? <laughs> you don't want that. You guys want to comment on that? Hello? You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm answering. You know what? Yeah. If, as long as it's authentic, I'm okay with that. And here's why. You can, man, you know, a hiring manager, a leader, they don't need to be crazy charismatic and all kinds of energy. If the way that they're effective is... Maybe they're a little bit more monotone. Maybe they're more reserved. If that's what's coming through, right, if that's what's coming through in the message in the video and people like working for people like that, oh, by the way, maybe they're reserved too. Maybe they're, maybe they're not crazy. Maybe they're, you know, whatever. They're not really energetic or whatever. Great. Because you know what I want? I want people to respond to that that say, I want to work for that person. Not the person in the video, the actual person. If it's authentic, great. Okay, but hold on a second. There's no guarantee that what the person puts out on the video really represents him or her. They might be, you know, you know uh, stage uh, stage struck. You know, they're, they've got stage fright. They, they they can't deliver a script. They don't know what to. They can't speak, uh, you know, off the top of their heads. Uh, it's a big issue. Uh, Allison, you got a comment on that? Do you ever put uh, your uh, hiring managers on video? Um, no. No. I wish okay. that we could, though. I would like to, but um, often we can't name the client, and so we wouldn't be able to, like, feature the actual hiring manager. So we're uh-huh. restricted by that. What about internally? What if okay. you had to do it internally? Internally, we can. Yeah, internally. I mean, the bulk of our hiring, obviously, is um, for our clients, but for internal positions, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, so uh, uh, a recruiter, uh, Joe, I don't think Joe, uh, who talks a lot about this stuff, has mentioned it, though. But let's say an external agency recruiter. Would it be reasonable to uh, suggest to the uh, company, the client, say, listen, uh Ms. Hiring Manager, how about uh, a one-minute message from you, and and I'll I'll distribute that to to people who are interested in the company who, who, who talk to me. Is that is that a reasonable request for an agency recruiter? Do you think uh, the client would like it or dislike it? I think it's a great service, and I know that uh, but more RPO as an example in terms of agency because they have the technology. They offer that, and what it does is it just makes the connection to the, end, the the client that much more real for the candidate. Absolutely do that. And there's all kinds of technologies you can use, whether it's, you know, low-tech recording your Skype 
uh, or your own, just doing a selfie video, to having things like using, you know, there, there are a number of technologies. I won't mention them on your show and, and give them free press. You can mention anything. Are, Loom is Loom is something that they, they uh, that's free and it's it's easy to use and you know it's easy to pass yeah. around as well. So I I'm, I was just thinking actually of that nothing fancy. Just you know get on get on the. Uh, as long as you're not in a dark room, you know, get on no, the I internet mean, and, and record something and send it to me, and I'll, uh, and I'll pass it around. I never thought of it really before. Let me go on to a, uh, although there's there's all kinds of questions about scripting and, you know, if the person's gonna get approval from their managers and, I I don't know, it, it might get it might get bogged down. It sounds great, but the details might kill you. What about here's something entirely different. Everyone's talking now about ghosting. Have you guys heard that term? Yes. Okay. You either you set someone up for an interview, she doesn't show. Uh, I don't know if men are more uh, guilty of this than women. Or somebody actually accepts a position, it doesn't show the first day because they they got an uh, uh, before they started they got a better offer somewhere else, and they don't even contact you. They don't let you know. Jerry told us. If he gets somebody to take a job after they accepted an offer, he persuades them not to contact the first place, just ignore them. Okay, is there any way uh, to prevent ghosting or, or make it less likely? You guys have any opinions? Have you thought about it? You can say it's not. I haven't thought about it. I'm not interested. Whatever you like. Go ahead. Higher level, higher level jobs. Um, you know, you know, 150 U.S. or, or north of that. You know, if if you got ghosting going on, um, you you haven't closed a candidate, you haven't you, you haven't kept a, a good enough relationship with them, and that and that should be almost every candidate where a recruiters involved, and and part of the they're acting as the broker. If you've got ghosting, you're just not closing either on the interview or on the show up or on the offer. So you know, I would I would take a look at. Okay, how well have we trained our recruiters? Are we giving them the opportunity to actually do closing, or are we putting too much pressure on them just to fill a bunch of Okay, well, hold on. Wait, wait a sec. What could possibly be wrong? The candidate has already agreed. You did close. Now, if you knew that they, were, they were initially said no and you talked them into something, I can understand that. You say that's not a good, solid close. But what if they said, yeah, I'm going to take the job, or sure, I'll, come, I'll talk to you at 5 o'clock tomorrow night. Okay, uh, what, well, how do you know that it's not a solid close? How do you know, or what can you do uh, in addition to, let's say, since it's a, a stressful time in this regard, how, you've got lots of competition more than usual. How, what can you do to make sure it ain't going to happen? Because uh, you're, you're speaking in way too general terms for me. It's it, it's on the increase animal because we've decreased the amount of time that it takes to do an application or say yes to the opportunity. And we've also automated a lot more scheduling. So ghosting is increasing because the personal trade-off or the investment that the candidate has made or that promise that they have to make of showing up has become more virtual. So you have to realize that that's, that's part of this. We asked it to make it easy to apply, and we asked, it, we asked you know, this technology to make it easy to schedule. Well, guess what? It's easy to cancel now, too. Because there's no personal, there's no personal okay, trade-off. So you're blaming it. You're blaming part of it on Calendly, okay? Right? And products like that, scheduling software, right? That's what you're doing. But the other thing you said is absolutely not true. You said you said we're making it faster to accept a position. 
Everybody says it's oh, taking apply longer. To uh, to apply to okay, a position. Okay, to apply to a position, yeah, it's easy. You know, it's like Tinder or something like that. Okay, so you didn't. So, so would you advise people against using scheduling software? That's that's part of the problem in your. No, 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 no. You, you, you're going to use scheduling software, so you can then take the time that you, the time that you were doing scheduling, which is a like retasking satellites in some yeah. cases, right? You're going to use that to be more human with your candidates and to do more outreach and to follow up with them and drop them the voicemail or drop them a text message saying, hey, I'm really excited to meet you. I'm really excited that you're coming. Thanks so much. If, if, you're, if you're doing automated scheduling, but then not doing the follow-up and the personality and the personal stuff, what a miss. That's what you're supposed to do. That's why you outsource all this stuff to tech. So you can be more human. What personality stuff? You're not even you, – you, you haven't even got on the phone with the person yet. You're trying to get on the phone. You've sent a, a, a thing. Now, what you're, it sounds like maybe you're saying an hour or two or five hours before the screen, screening call, the interview call is, is, is going to take place, send them another email. So you have to do everything manually or something like that as, as well. Send them more – send them reminders. Is that what you're saying? Well, there's, there's automated reminders that will go out with these te- with these technologies, but but, but look, I, I'm under the impression you're talking about, you know, the ghosting on people not showing up on an interview day or a people accepting an offer and not showing up. That type uh-huh. of stuff is about bad closing and bad personal relationships. And if you haven't okay, done well, it, well, I understand, but you haven't specified, uh, Allison. You got this. We're at the end of the show. I want to see maybe she's got something she'd like to say, Allison. Do you have something to say about ghosting? No, I think that there's a lot of factors that would, you know, either increase or decrease ghosting that Andrew did a good job covering. Do you have anything you would like to add about it, Animal? No, I wanted to know from you guys. So you want me on your show? Just ask me, okay? But he knows the recruiting animal show. The recruiting animal show requires examples. Uh, he his answer. You know, he's a good talker. He's very enthusiastic. He gets me excited, but then he sometimes he doesn't deliver. I I I I I don't know what you know what what exactly was I deliver that. like FedEx. Give me a break. He's FedEx man. He's FedEx. But his, I think what he was talking about though with the how easy it is to apply to a job. You know, you've got people that are applying to twenty jobs at once because they and they don't have much skin in the game. You know, they just clicked a couple buttons. Just like Tinder, like you said. Yeah, but he's you know? saying make it personal and stuff like that, you know, and they've accepted a job and they, they haven't co- – what, what, what was missing? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Maybe we'd have to go – maybe it's my fault. Maybe I have to bring forward some specific examples. Any, anything that we didn't talk about? Uh, the show's over. <laughs> anything we didn't talk about that you guys would have liked to talk about? Because I've enjoyed it. I mean, I'm really glad you came. Anything, though, that – you thought, uh, oh, geez, I thought we were going to talk about this. This is my specialty. You didn't even uh, Animal, it. when's the next time we're – how are we going to meet you, Animal? Where are we going to see you? Are you going to a conference I, coming up? Are you going to be somewhere where we can see you? This, you get the best of me here. Why would you want to meet me, okay? I, this is this – is, you'll, you'll never get better than this. This is as good as it gets. Okay. 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 Okay, I want to thank Alan. I want to thank everybody else who was on the line who didn't speak. I want to thank the great Andrew Godomsky. He's been on three or four times. I love having you. And finally, Sister Allison Cruz. So nice to meet you. Okay? Thank you, everybody.
okay, but the show itself, I just same old thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. About that, I, I played at the end of every show. <laughs> I played at the end of every show, but usually the guest, the guest is still there. But sometimes they are, and they get offended. <laughs> we didn't know if we did it or not, and we're looking at each other. <laughs> like, are we still recording? <laughs> I got, I got another. Listen, uh, to I'm here, Jerry. Andy, what do you think of the show today? I missed it. I was uh, involved in uh, trench warfare. Man, I got to tell you, I'm. Hey, Animal, know, mute the person that's doing the beeping. Okay, area code two hundred three. I'm off now. I'm gonna have some lunch. What are you gonna now, have? Don't you worry about that. Just handle your. Hey, show. I'm not worried about it. I was seeing if you were interesting. Andy Gregor, I'm sorry to have. Yeah, no, uh, no problem. Uh, no, I understand. Uh, we have to take care of uh, housekeeping. Um, I, uh, you know, man, I. I, I I'm sure the guy's a nice guy uh, as a guest. I'm 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 just going to say it was it was kind of on the plainer side of vanilla pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it really was. I mean, I, I just uh it was I don't I don't remember a show being more uh, you know, wah wah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just kind of I'm, yeah, I'm indifferent. It, it had it had nothing, it had nothing to do with you. That's <laughs> from you. From years ago. Nice talking to you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for That's calling. Awesome. In. That was hilarious. Take care. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.